imagine a tiny sensor that can do a medical grade EKG on your smartphone in 30 seconds to a smart pill dispenser that makes sure you never make a mistake with medicine. And the easiest way to send an SOS if you've fallen down, remember that old commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, what's a modern day version of that and how much better it's become? It's technology that could save the life of someone you love, maybe yourself. And if you've ever wondered what it would take to keep from being thrown into one of those adult living centers when we get older, when you can still maintain some of your independence, you're about to learn everything you need to know to take advantage of technology as a senior and as a someone who you will inevitably be taken care of in your family as we advance in age. We're all getting old. It just happens. Let's just face it. And rather than say, uh-oh, what I like to do is say, how do we get prepared for that? Because you learn a lot of really good things when things happen with friends. I'm Kurt the Cyber Guy, and this is a Cyber Guy Report. My mission now is to tell you a very personal story that got me to understand how senior technology can make a vast difference in your life. Knowing the subtle differences that empower your doctor and get information much more quickly to medical professionals that also allow someone you love who's getting older to have an absolutely glorious independent life when otherwise some family members may argue and say, no, let's just throw them in one of those homes. I I'm just telling you, this is a kind of story that hits very close to home. Uh, when I first moved to California, the very first person who became my friend uh, is a guy named Bob. He was a Malibu. We call him Malibu Bob. A few years ago, at 83, I found him having congestive heart failure, uh, AFib, which is an irregular heartbeat. He had become very, very skinny. He was living alone, and I had neglected to see him in, in far too long. When my phone calls didn't get answered, in the normal pace, I showed up at the door and then we found ourselves at the emergency room. And from there on, I decided this guy's been such an amazing friend to me my whole life that the least I can do is make sure that I find out the exact right technology and plan and people that we can pull together to make life extraordinary toward getting him on a, on a state of wellness. And guess what? It worked. Bob today is doing exceptionally well. We bought the right gear. We set up the house the right way. We made a plan. We stuck to it. And I'm about to share those secrets. Well, buying the right gear, you got to have some money. So I'll tell you, we bought the most affordable stuff that I thought would do the right thing. Not everything worked, but I'm going to tell you what did work. The first thing was making a plan. We had to know, all right, what's the goal? And how do you get everybody on the same page? We made a plan for getting Bob better with the help of doctor's advice, uh, with the help of hiring the right caregivers. At some point, I really thought there would be like an Uber of caregiving. And at the time, there was, but it's not really there anymore. Uh, you learn how to do background checks on people, how to interview them. And then I created a caregiver instructions, who is this guy, Malibu Bob. How could you let a total stranger understand how extraordinary this human being who's 83 years old and needs uh, to be focused on wellness? I wanted people to understand who is Bob. Bob just a few weeks before was going to his ballet class six times a week for two hours at a time. 
actively working as a property manager, super sharp, super intelligent, ultra creative, uh, can sing just about any Broadway tune you've ever heard, and would probably call Gene Kelly one of his favorite of all time actors. Well, <clears throat> we came up with all kinds of great ideas. They all came together. I called the caregivers directors of wellness, started looking for apps that would help caregivers do their jobs better. I knew this, I needed to stay in touch whether I was there present or far away. And I needed to own the wellness experience and I needed data and I needed accurate data. So what I did to get started was this. I realized where Bob was living wasn't necessarily up to speed. First of all, as he was advancing in age and as he wasn't feeling well, he lost his balance. So there was evidence that he was falling considerably at home. He's probably too proud to say anything. And also, as we get older, the more you complain or you start to point out something that may be serious that you hope is going to go away, the more your independence gets threatened and you fear that someone's going to take that away from you. Well, what we did first was set up internet service because he didn't have that. Then I went and got a Wi-Fi internet system that I knew would be reliable that I could also manage from afar. And that was Eero. You've probably heard of that one. It's E-E-R-O. You just plug it in, download their app, and you're off to the races. Um, got a wireless all-in-one printer. I think it was HP. It was like $79. And that's so that I could email anything to the printer, and then it would print at the house. And that was phenomenal because Bob's not really the guy who wants to jump onto a laptop or technology to get messages. So this, this helped us create the best scenario where Bob didn't have to actively do stuff in order for his wellness to be triggered by these little technology touch points and a really good plan for the doctors. I installed an August lock, you know, those automated locks that you can manage remotely. You can uh, give people access to it. You can take it away. It was important also to use it to understand when caregivers would arrive, whether they were on time. Are they leaving on time? Did they lock the door? Is, it, is the door locked right now? Um, I also put in a hardwired ring doorbell. What that did was let me see also, uh, is the caregiver arriving at the same time? It's just another clocking mechanism. And then also I could see is there you know, a stranger there? Is anyone trying to take advantage of my friend? So let me police that. Inside did nanny cams, selected canary cams at the time, and let all of the caregivers know that, hey, we've got cameras inside, they're recording. It's for your safety, it's for Bob's safety, and but you should be aware of it. And then I also just went on Amazon and got a cheap wireless call button. This thing's like a pager with batteries and it's, had a pull cord in the in the shower that was up in seconds, and then he would have a button next to his bed on the nightstand. And downstairs where the caregiver would be, they would wear the other side of that, and it would beep if he needed something. He could just press the button. And that got us started. Then we got into the medical devices that really make a difference. And when you start to really explore this area about what will rivet and make huge waves in the idea of, a, of medical devices, not fitness, not health, but how does, how does medical come together to help a senior or anybody in the recovery mode? So what, what I knew was Bob had a particular condition that had particular goals. 
we needed to get weight back on his body. But at the same time, we needed to reduce intake of liquids and a whole host of other things. So what we realized was measuring and getting data was going to be very important to understand through a bunch of data points whether we were achieving wellness. Is Bob getting better? And at the same time, those same devices would trigger an alert to say, uh-oh, I see a couple pounds, two, three pounds increase over 24, 48 hours of weight. That could be water retention, which is signaling a potential health crisis. So we'd be able to, to have that. So here's what I got. I did, at the time it was called Withings, but now it's Nokia Health. We did the uh, wireless cardio scale and it recorded the weight. It still does. Uh, body mass and uh, it will do other stuff, but I just wanted that and automatically would, would pour that data back into its own app, which then I tied to Apple Health and Apple's Health Kit is pretty amazing. And that then talked to uh, here in Los Angeles, Cedar Sinai Medical Center uses Epic, and most hospitals have this same data platform as their backbone. And Epic would receive the data from Apple Health and record it in his medical file so that a doctor could also, when we go for doctor's visits, pull up the same information and say, oh, wow, look, look at how he's gaining weight. Look at that aspect of other health measurements all at once. To see a trend makes all the difference for a doctor than just one little data checkup while you're there. What I also got was a fingertip wireless oximeter um, and the Massimo personal health app that comes with it. Same company, if you go to the hospital and you know you're, you're wired up and they're measuring your, you know, they're, you, they have you hooked up with the little patches on your chest for watching your heart, they've, they've likely clipped on an oximeter to your finger that's also measuring the oxygen in your blood. And we wanted to make sure that Bob stayed up uh, 90% or greater. And so we had a wireless one, and that also would report a data point that I could see no matter where I was, and that also would then file into his medical file at the hospital. Got this thing that's so amazing. Cardia from a live core is this little thing you'd stick on the back of an iPhone, or at the time I think I did an iPod Touch. Then I did an iPad Mini, and uh, I think that's where it sits today. It's a medical-grade EKG sensor and app that in 30 seconds, the FDA has cleared this, it can, it can give a really good clinical grade EKG report that again, a doctor can see immediately or can see over a period of time because AFib is something we're measuring. We wanna see regularity in the heart. How is it performing? And so this also could tell us if there was trouble around the corner. And now, since I bought that one for the, the sensors that are on the back called Cardia Mobile, it was $99, they've just come out with Cardia Band, which is $199, plus you have to pay uh, $10 per month or $99 a year membership so that this, this keeps track of it and sends that data uh, when you download the Cardia app. And this band goes on an Apple Watch, so instead of the Apple Watch band or any other custom bands, you use this one and it has the sensors that at any moment you could get a medical grade EKG remotely from Bob uh, to see how his heart's doing, which is extraordinary. Also did, uh, prior to an Apple Watch consideration, did the Withings, which is again now Nokia Health, 
and I don't know if you call it active activity or activite. It's a pop watch. It records it's exactly what the cardiologist said for us to get. That records activity and, and sleep and really would help us have another data point to say, oh, when Bob has more activity and is walking more, these are days which equal what? Happy, um, better heart, uh, better weight gain, less weight gain. It, it was just another measurement device, and he'd wear this 24-7. Again, the data would automatically and very passively pour into Apple Health, which again came all together. And then I um, did the, some of the other basics at home. I did the Nest Fire smoke carbon uh, detector so that I would receive the warning also. And also um, with those Canary cameras, they also have motion sensors, and there was one outside that I was a little concerned about security underneath the house on the beach, and so had that triggered on so that I'd be notified if, if vagrants or anybody got there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, recently just put in the Amazon Echo in his bedroom, set up so that he could voice activate saying, you know, Alexa, call Kurt. Sorry if you're playing this out loud and I'm now getting a phone call from you. And then remember that phone, the Jitterbug? Well, now it's actually called Great Call, the company behind it. And it's a, a bright red cell phone. It's a flip phone. Bob didn't want a touch screen. He didn't want an iPhone. It's all just like way, way overkill. And we wanted something simple. And what I wanted was the ability to do two things. I wanted him to have this button that he could press for help no matter what. And he never leaves the house without this. And that took some skill to train him because he didn't always want to bring technology with him. And he's an active guy, but he's pretty pretty disciplined with it now. And he takes this thing, it's got a five-star button on it that goes to, if you press it, it goes to this urgent care center on the other end. And what they know, right when he calls from there, they know exactly that it's Bob. They know exactly his health conditions. They know exactly his location. They know the meds he's supposed to be taking. They know other locations that are normal for Bob to go to, and they would know if he's not in the right spot. They would know also if he says, hey, I'm feeling this way, they would know that's time to call 911. That's time to dispatch an ambulance. So that was an invaluable tool. And then on my end, you could download the Great Call Link app. And if I ever couldn't find Bob, I would know, oh, I could look there, and it'll tell me, oh, Bob's in town, or he's over at this other property he's managing. So I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to bother him. Um, but that single button that connects to urgent care was really the selling point of that. And the fact that on it, I put a really cool thing that he's yet to use, but I think one day might. So imagine Uber for the senior group that don't want to use the app. So the idea of using the Uber app is not on the radar, but for them, making a phone call is. So a company called gogograndparent.com essentially became the, the phone company for Uber-type rides. And on his red cell phone with big buttons from Great Call, I put speed dial buttons. One uh, you, is, is, it goes to this car service. <clears throat> Go online, you set up the account, credit card's already on file. You dial it up, and it says, press one to be picked up at home, press two to be picked up at the last place we dropped you off, or press three if you've got a new place and then someone comes on the, on the line and you tell them, hey, I'm at this address or I'm at this business and I, want a, I need a car. And they send it. Pretty amazing, right? Um, but fortunately, Bob has caregivers that have cars and he has a car and they'll drive that and, and everything works out for the moment. 
uh, in that way. But you know, if a car breaks down, we now know we have a backup plan for that. I looked at, didn't get, but looked at, and I'm still curious about Hero pill dispensers. So this thing actually uh, will, you fill it up once a month and it, it dispenses the pills at the time they're supposed to be dispensed. So the idea is you'd fill up the machine, you would set it so that you know exactly what medication's being checked and, and taken at every every interval. And you manage that so that you would know if um, he didn't take his meds or if uh, he tried to take them twice, this would prevent that from happening. So it works like this, you, you load it up and then on the bob end of it, he would just walk up to the thing in the morning and press a button and the bright pills dispense out the bottom we always had a rule, which was count the number of pills for each uh, dispensing. You should have six in the morning and three in the evening. And at night, you do the same thing. Now, if Bob didn't press a button, I could program it to alert me to say, hey, your loved one hasn't had their meds, and we're now like three, four hours past the time they should have. And then I could call the house and say, hey, what's going on? How about we take our medicine? So pretty invaluable tool, yet to see it really out in great volume. Right now, the price on it's still a little high, but there's others that are far more expensive. It's at $599, and I guess if we had an accident with medication, that would seem like something to trigger right now, but I just haven't done it. All of these devices, though, are pretty incredible in terms of, I have to, I have to imagine that because we had this monitoring, because we had this great sense of a plan, because Bob decided to be so committed to his own wellness, all those things lined up to create what is now an incredibly strong human being who was on the verge of death when I found him. And that's pretty incredible and a great testament to outstanding care, great technology, a plan people are sticking to, a patient who wants what you want, which is their great wellness, and all those things working together. But also what Bob had that a lot of people don't is the cash to pay for this technology. Or in some cases, as you might imagine, they are happy to send it to me and I would just use Bob as a guinea pig to test it out. So I, it, get, it gets me thinking like, gosh, you know, maybe we spent a couple thousand dollars on everything. And at the end of the day, if I were an insurance company that was paying your medical expenses when you go into the hospital or see the doctor for something more serious, the better this technology gets, the more I'm going to realize that, wow, it'd be so much less expensive if I just equip each patient who's at risk with these kinds of devices that talk to one another. And I think that's why you're going to see Apple really ahead of the curve when it comes to their care kit, research kit, health kit. They've created these developers kits that are just so well focused on health, wellness, and medical now that... I think we're going to see some some huge breakthroughs in how well we live our lives, not just as seniors, but all the time from the work that Apple's doing. I know Google has some effort in this. They're very quiet about it. I'm not as aware as what they have on the front line. But what I can tell you is I talk to our doctors and I ask them questions because I'm curious and I want Bob to be uh, in his best state of wellness. So... I am in their face asking as many questions as I possibly can. And what I keep hearing back again and again is it, it comes back to that data point with the hospital, being able to read your technology from home really easily and quickly, 
and accurately, and at the same time, a platform that you can lean on and not worry about whether it's going to work or not. Now, there have been some fallbacks on this. There's been some challenges in terms of this probably happens to you. You download the latest iOS update on your on your iPad or your iPhone, and it resets logons for everything that you're using. So you have to go back in and put in the usernames and passwords. How do you think that works for a friend who doesn't use any of this technology and you're remotely located? So that that requires a trip into the house to make sure it's still working and connected. Otherwise, you may drop out of connection without any sort of warning. What also needs to happen, and I'm sure it's around the corner if not happening right now, is more proactive alerting. I want to know if Bob hasn't moved for a certain amount of hours that I set in a certain kind of way that an algorithm would know Bob should be moving, let me know. And I know what is coming is it can measure our gait. For example, you're wearing an Apple Watch. It's got an accelerometer inside of it. It's got all kinds of technology that can measure how we're moving. And it can measure the energy behind all of that. And the moment something starts to trend in a direction that would say, you know what? Data like this points to people who fall. And we think people who are measuring things in this trend are going to fall within 48 hours. Then that's powerful to get that alert and say, oh, let's intervene before there's a fall. Let's just check. So then you check in on Bob and you say, hey, how's it, how's it going? Oh, I'm not feeling so great. All right, well, I'm coming over. Let's see what's going on. Let's go see the doctor. And with that data, we've now prevented a fall potentially and then some other further injury to say nothing of the fact that it is just miserable when you are a senior and you're by yourself and you can't get up. I, I was a kid laughing at those commercials that were on where it was, you know, they seemed so ridiculous at the time, but guess what? It's real life. It's absolutely 100% real life. There's now even apps out that are, that are being uh, used on the iPhone primarily, um, primarily for, well, the, one, the ones that I'm aware of are, were used mainly for uh, if you were working in, like, uh, in power lines or up high at a construction project or your, your job entailed um, you being above the first floor, this um, would detect a fall. And if you didn't answer your watch, your Apple Watch, within 45 seconds, it then would send off a distress call. And um, then it would ping the other people in your life that you set up in the account. Um, and that app's pretty incredible out of a California company that I'll link on the website. And then also Apple's own watch right now. That's the, that's the next device that Bob will wear. And that is um, um, the simply holding the side button on an Apple watch firmly triggers the automatic SOS. And in the medical ID for the setup to that, you put in your, you know, the loved one, who's in charge, who's managing the wellness of someone else, you put in their contact info. So first it's going to call emergency services like 911 in the U.S. Then it's going to say, here's a position, and this button was pressed. And then it's going to say, now we're going to ping all the people you've set up who love you to let them know you're having some trouble. And that way, when you're a senior and you're laying on the ground, you don't stay on the ground. You get lifted up. I think this technology has a lot to do with lifting us up in the future. If you've got some technology related to medical and health, I would love to know about it. I've just hit a cursory uh, uh, scoop of what works for 
this particular scenario. It is not right for everybody. I am not a medical professional. You should not take this as medical advice. You should consult a doctor. And not every plan is treated the same way. Every patient's different. So make sure that you are very customized with the way you approach your own wellness and treat your own health. If you're listening for the first time, it's very easy to subscribe for free. That way, each time I post a new podcast, you get notified and can listen anytime you want. Take a moment to share the Cyber Guy Report with your friends and family, even if they don't like you, because now maybe they will really just love you for it. Cyber Guy Report started one TV station, now airs across America on Fox News Channel, beginning weekday mornings with Fox and Friends, and on Fox Business Network, on shows like Mornings with Maria, Barney and Company, and Making Money with Charles Payne. The latest reports can be found online at cyberguy.com. You can follow me on Instagram or complain to me at Kurt the Cyber Guy. Facebook is Cyber Guy Official. And on Twitter, my handle is CyberGuy. Holler at me there, lodge a complaint, comment, share winning lottery numbers, or just to say hello. Thanks for listening. Cyber